0: I'm delighted today to introduce to you our speaker, Pastor Jonas Cortez. Yeah, good to have you here, Pastor Jonas. Pastor Jonas and his wife, Bette, have lived most of their lives in southern Mexico. Growing up, he came a little north, you can tell. Uh, Growing up in ministry and serving alongside their parents. Jonas has a heart for God's people and a passion for leading worship and pastoring the youth. He holds a marketing degree from the Universidad Interamericana para el Desarrollo. How'd I do on that? Okay, and a three-year Bible diploma from Elam Bible Institute. Pastor Jonas and Beth are also active in the Rochester business community through their video production company, High View Business Films. They love living life with their three young children who keep them busy. Pastor Honas and his wife are youth pastors and worship directors at Word of Life Church in Henrietta, New York. Please welcome Pastor Honas as he comes and brings the word today. Bless you, Honas, bless you. Thank you for
1: those kind words that I emailed you. (laughs) Now, hey, how's it going? It's truly an honor to be here as a former student. Uh, I'm really excited for this. Um, I really want to thank uh, President Mike Kavanaugh for the invitation. Side note, if you ever want to learn how to get things done, you've got to talk to President Mike Kavanaugh. He invited me to preach uh, around February 10th of last year. Yeah, he said, uh, are you free? Oh, let me check my calendar. Yep, sure. (laughs) There's nothing going on. So there it is. Um, So uh, this morning, I just want to begin by asking you to stand up. We're going to stand and uh, acknowledging this. uh, Whenever there's a sermon happening or service, there are two sermons happening at the same time, potentially. The one that's being preached and the one that you are hearing. So I I want to ask you to close your eyes. And whatever the sermon is this morning, say with me, Holy Spirit, talk to me. Holy Spirit, speak to me. Lord, open our eyes, open our hearts. We receive from you this morning. Amen. You may be seated. All right. So as you heard in part of the the bio there, and it's part of my story. I am from Mexico. I grew up in South Mexico, Acapulco, that is like super hot. It's like really, really hot, like 90, 95 degrees all year long. There's no snow. I came to no snow until I came to EBI. So, uh, my parents are pastors. They've been pastors since I remember. And uh, I grew up serving, helping in the church, eventually getting into ministry, all the way since I was seven years old, doing projection when there was no computer. It was with little transparencies, right? So I did that when I was seven years old. Eventually... Uh, learned piano, and I got into worship when I was nine. Um, I started leading on a a Thursday night when I was practicing my piano lesson, right? And then there's this lady that came in to to our house. I was like, oh, cool, what are you playing? Oh, this song and this song. Oh, cool. Um, All right, and then other ladies started coming in. Well, it happens to be the the women's meeting at my house. I was like, all right, can you lead us in those two songs? That's our worship set. Let's begin. (laughs) <laughs> that was how I started leading worship. Um, it was messy, but it was what it was. And um, so I started working with my parents at church, working part-time when I was 15 years old. And eventually, when I was 19, um, uh, after doing like all the way from projection to cleaning in the church, washing the floors. Sometimes the building got flooded, so it's got to drain the, the building. Sometimes uh, uh, instruments and, and audio repair and different things like that. So uh, when I was 17, I don't know if some of you will be familiar with uh, Pastor John Speaker. He's one of the elders at Elam Fellowship. He works in Mexico and he told my dad, hey, have you thought of sending your, your son Jonas to to Bible Institute in, in Lima so it's like since I was seven I, I wanted to serve God it's like that's that's my goal that's what I want to do so at 17 I get this invitation and guess what my dad said being a pastor no it's like what but this is like an awesome opportunity like, like I, I this is what I want to do I want to serve God and he said no he's not ready I was like, what? But I feel ready. That's what I want to do. I, I want to. And, and every year, almost every year, whenever uh, Pastor John Speaker went down to Acapulco to minister, because we belong to the same fellowship, whenever he went down to speak there, he will ask my dad, hey, have you thought of sending your son Jonah to, to Bible Institute in the States? And if you send him, I, I can give you some support for him to, to be there. And my dad said, no, every year, every year. And eventually, my older sister came to Elon Bible Institute in 2005, and still my dad would say no. Now, here's what happened. Now, when I see, when I look back at that time, I'm grateful my dad said no. What had happened through the years is that I I was so passionate about serving God. I wanted to serve God. I started learning instruments, learning piano and then eventually drums and then eventually bass and and I I just wanted to serve in worship and ministry that eventually it became like I'm good at this. I think I can I can I can make it. Yeah. And from there went to I think this is this is what God's want, God wants me to do. And from there, it went to this is all that matters, that I play music. And that's what I was doing. Like I, I just loved it so much that, that that was all that I wanted to do. So, obviously, when you have different priorities, whatever is in the lowest category starts to fail, right? So, music... And what I thought was ministry was up here. And then school was like all the way down there. So it started with a little bit of laziness. And then from there, it went to missing a couple homeworks. And then failing a couple exams. And then a little bit of skipping classes. And from there, to being kicked out of high school twice. Two different high schools. Because I was super convinced that school wasn't for me. I was going to serve God anyway, right? I just want to do ministry. That's what I want to do. So school doesn't matter. And my dad, he saw pass through our church probably close to six or seven different worship leaders who never studied. And because of that, they... They they start serving. They got a salary as a musician at church. But it wasn't enough, obviously, for a teenager. It's like, yeah, I got paid like 20 bucks. Yeah. But eventually, you think it's like, oh yeah, I can make it. I like this. I can do this. They stop going to school. Eventually, they get married. And suddenly, whatever they were earning is not enough to sustain a family. And Here in the States, something that I see different from people who study music is that music is highly appreciated, at least to to some degree, that you could, if you're good, you you become a professional musician, you get paid for it. In Mexico, arts are not as appreciated. So if you're a musician, the only place where you are appreciated with money, (laughs) that you get paid for it, is at nightclubs. So what my dad saw throughout years is worship leaders who eventually end up playing at nightclubs because they were forced to it because they had families and they didn't have other way to provide because they didn't have studies or anything like that. And eventually they stopped going to church and, and, and he up I don't know, like seven, eight worship leaders like that. So my dad knew that and he always told me, I need you to study something. And, but I just want to do ministry. But I need to study something. But school is not for me. I'm actually really bad at school. My sister is good. She, she can do the studying and I can do the music, right? So I got deceived into what I thought was ministry and, and just dismissing what my parents were asking me to do. And uh, I want you to go with me to Romans 12. After being kicked out of the second high school, what I did is that I just played music and I watched a lot of TV and then I played lots of video games and then I thought that I was good because I was playing music at church and eventually being invited to other churches to also play and and lead worship and eventually being invited to youth conferences to lead worship and I was like, yeah, this is exciting, it's awesome, it's happening and my dad's still like, I need to study. Romans twelve, one two says, Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. So I was involved in worship ministry, right? But looking back, at it, was like, I don't think it was true and proper worship pleasing to God. Because I was not honoring my parents. I was like, this, no, I don't need to study. I don't need to do that. But somehow I was deceived because I was seeing open doors and, and opportunities in ministry as the approval of God. I, I, I must be, do, be doing something good, right? So, verse 2 says, Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be, renewed, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then, after being renewed, you will be able to test and approve what God's will is. His good, acceptable, and perfect will. So when it comes to the will of God, and you start to thinking, uh, many times we, 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 we pair that to what does God want me to do in ministry? I want to know what the will of God is for me. You will experience that your entire life. A lot of people think it's "It's just for the seniors, right? And people start asking the seniors, "So, so what's next? It's like, oh, man, I really don't know. I need to pray to know what the will of God is, right? You will keep experiencing that throughout your entire life. Lord, what do you want me to do? So... I was doing the good thing, but as it says there, probably wasn't the acceptable thing. It wasn't the perfect thing. And from now here in, in the present, I see that and I, and I thank God for my father who saw that in me. And he said, no, you're heading the wrong way. And I thought he was stopping me from doing the will of God. Right? My dad is against me. Man, I want to serve God, and he's stopping me. It got to a point where I, I was invited to this huge conference to lead worship. I had a van and everything ready, and my dad said, you're not ministering. What? <laughs> it's like, come on. Everything's ready. They, they invited me. Is, is, everything's ready to go? Yeah, you're not doing it. You need to figure some things out in your life first. And the crazy thing is that I did not know what those things I had, that I had to figure out were. My mind was not renewed at the moment. Now, if I look back and I think, uh, was God using me back then? Probably the answer is yes. But just because of mercy for his people. Because God loves his people, and he will use <laughs> whatever he has at hand to to bless his people. But that didn't mean that I was doing the perfect thing. So, do not conform to the pattern of this world. That was the good thing. Probably I had good intentions. I wanted to serve God. Uh, I don't know if, it, if this saying exists in, in the States. In Mexico, people say even non-Christians, uh, the road to hell is paved with good intentions, right? So I, I had very good intentions, but I had no idea where I was headed. I'm not saying I was going to hell, but I, I know I wasn't, I wasn't heading towards God at the moment, right? So now if we think of a position in ministry, I am assuming that because you're at Bible school, you want to serve God, right? Yes? Yes? Alright. So, even if you don't know what the next thing is, I want to ask you, when it comes to positions and, and jobs and, and, and things like that, what is the pattern of this world? So, the verse says, do not conform to the pattern of this world. What is the pattern of this world to get a job, to get a, 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 into a Position of leadership. What do you need? According to this world, what is it? Education, what else? How can you get ahead in the world? What is it? Connections, yes. Influence by being good at something, being skillful, right? Knowing the right people. That's the pattern of the world. That's how you get into a position. Uh, being persuasive, being charismatic through politics, by convincing people, maybe by pressuring people, by leveraging connections. Now, is it possible to gain position in ministry by means of skill qualification, politics and persuasion? Is it possible? Absolutely. Is that the good and acceptable and perfect thing to do? No. Is it possible? Yes. Galatians 6, 7 says, Do not be deceived. God cannot be mocked. As I'm telling you, I I was deceived. I thought, "I'm, I'm really good at this. I can make it. I don't need anything else. I don't care what my dad says. He's stopping me, man. He's, he's holding me back. Matthew sixteen twenty four says, Then Jesus said to his disciples, Whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. What good will it be for someone to gain the whole world yet forfeit their soul? What good was it for me to be good at music? If I was losing my soul, what good is it if I'm if I'm deceived and I think that I'm 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 doing good because things are working out. I'm getting invitations and, and I'm good, but then I'm losing my soul. If you remember from your Bible, that's exactly what uh, not exactly, but uh, the prophet prophet Samuel experienced. He grew up in the temple. Under the high priest. for what I know. Is sleeping in the Holy of Holies. Right at the feet of the, the Ark of the Covenant. In the presence of God. And he had no idea where he was standing or sleeping. Being in the very presence of God. And still missing it. Completely. So. Is there a redemption to the story? Why is this guy with that messed up life speaking to us this morning? Well, yes, there's a redemption. Something happened. When I was 20, I, uh, I went to a youth conference that I took my youth group, right? The, the youth leader taking the youth to this conference while still living like that. And at that conference, God encountered me. And he started speaking to me. And I remember praying at the end of the three-day conference, praying, Lord, I really, honestly want to serve you. I want to do whatever you want me to do. And, and I started thinking, not, not, not even conditioned to music. Just I want to serve you. I want to please you. What do you want me to do? I'll do whatever you ask me to do. And guess what God said? He said, honor your father and your mother. No, but but I will go to the nations and I'll just like, yeah, just honor them. That's it. But Lord, no, whatever you ask me, honor your father and your mother. It's like, man, right? So I went back home and part of a commitment that I made during that, that conference was to do a one-year fasting of television. So during that fasting... Uh, I started to notice like, man, I have a lot of free time. I didn't know I have all this time. So because I had free time and nothing else, nothing better to do, I started studying. And I went on and finished high school. When I was 20, 21 actually finishing high school. So after that, I went to sign up for for college. I had no idea what I wanted to study. I just wanted to study something. Uh, maybe I thought, well, since I love television so much, maybe I will go for a communications degree or something like that. I went to this college on a Saturday. It's like, hey, you're starting classes on Monday. Uh, do you have communications? Oh, no, we don't have enough students. But there's this thing called marketing. And at the time I was like, and what is that? And they explained to me, yeah, you want to do it? Sure, I just want to do it. I'd, I didn't know exactly. I I wasn't pursuing like this goal for studying. It was just I want to do what the Lord told me. I want to honor my parents. My parents asked me to study a career, so that's what I'm going to do. And strangely enough, even though that's another story, that in my mind I was a failure with school. Like school wasn't for me at all. It was a whole battle, like everyday battle, but just praying, Lord, give me wisdom today. And just by the mercy of God, I successfully finished that degree in three years. There was no vacation. It was just straight studying. I was like, I have to make up for this. And at the time, feeling like like a failure, my, my older sister graduated from college being 20. Like She was super smart. And I was starting college like almost 22, right? But the Lord saying, like, just do that and then you can serve me. And that was really cool because that's what uh, in Romans says, if you just submit yourself as a sacrifice. Then you will know the good and perfect and acceptable will of God. So I submitted myself. And I was like, all right, I'll do it. And after that graduating, I, I started working at church full time. Now by this time, like, the Lord had started that process of renewing my mind. And after that year, Pastor John Speaker visited Acapulco, and he said to my dad, hey, have you thought of sending Jonas to Bible Institute? And my dad said, yes. I think he's ready. He got it. Ministry is not about him. It's not about what he's good at. It's not about what he likes. It's about serving God and serving people. So that's how I end up coming to EBI in 2009. And so that's part of the redemption story. All the way till I was 24. Being invited, like I, I missed it, like all the way from 17 years old until I finally got it being 24 coming to Bible Institute. Not that that was a salvation, but just that the, the whole process of years of thinking that I was doing good while I, while I was missing God's purpose for my life. So... I want to ask Amelia to to come forward to piano. So, assuming that you are headed towards ministry, that you want to serve God, I want us to take a moment and meditate. To meditate in our heart about the will of God. Now, I, I really have no idea where you're at this morning in, in your life, and your calling. And the thing is that probably not even you have an idea of where you are at this morning. And that's why I want to invite you to, to pray like David saying, Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my anxieties and see if there's any wicked way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. Lord, search our hearts. Lord, we don't want to be conformed to the patterns of this world. And bringing those thoughts of the world and those ways of the world into your kingdom. And trying to work things out. Search our hearts, Lord. just praying and meditating. I want to throw a couple questions. You and not all of them is going to be are going to be for you, but let the Holy Spirit speak to your heart. How are you approaching ministry? Is it with the mindset of the world or is it with a renewed mind in Christ do you want to do ministry because you are good at it be it worship preaching, teaching praying Studying, serving. Maybe you've never asked those questions. You want to serve God, but why? And let the Holy Spirit start working in you and renewing your mind. Am I seeking to be promoted the way this world does it? Or am I letting God promote me? Is God calling me to a higher place? And I'm limiting myself by only doing what I think I'm good at. Am I confusing open doors with the perfect will of God? Lord renew our minds for my thoughts are not your thoughts neither are my ways your ways as the heavens are higher than the earth so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts Lord renew our minds Bring us, Lord, to higher thoughts. Bring us, Lord, to higher ways. That we may prove what is the good and acceptable and perfect will of God. to pray Paul's prayer in Colossians over all of us. I ask God to fill you with the knowledge of His will through all the wisdom and understanding that the Spirit gives so that you may live a life worthy of the Lord and please Him in every way. Bearing fruit in every good work, growing in the knowledge of God, being strengthened with all power according to His glorious might, so that you may have great endurance and patience, and give you joyful thanks to the Father who has qualified you to share in the inheritance of His holy people in the kingdom of light. Lord, renew our minds this morning. That we may prove what is the good and acceptable and perfect will of God.